Hey, what's up? This is Community Service with Craig Conan. That's me. Are we rolling now? Yeah. Okay, uh, you missed it. This is Jay Light. This is my good buddy. He's funny hey. as fuck. We kind of started together, yeah? I felt like. Oh, uh, yeah, right around the same time. Yeah. I've been doing it. I mean, I've moved to LA about at least seven years in August. I started in North Carolina a little bit before then. Yeah. But we, we, I think we were getting started here in L.A. about the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's so fun to see the paths we take. But before that, we, my producer failed us. I'm just kidding. We were talking about plants and how he's a murderer and kills all of them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I came back. I was just out of town, and I came back, and I don't know how. I had a, I had one of those succulents that's got, like, the... Uh, it's got big leaves and it's but it's a small pot so it was, and there was just this, like this big plant in the middle and it's surrounded by a bunch of little ones yeah and the big one had been ripped out completely out of the pot by i would presume either the cat or it just lupped itself like a goldfish leaping out just, of the bowl i think it just killed itself it just killed itself <laughs> it was like, i'm plant sick of shit, you don't talk to me craig talks to his plants you talk to your plants Hell is that yeah. a secret I'm, you tell, whisper uh, sweet nothing into, their, into their leaves i do i do just a little bit hey little buddy you want some water yeah <laughs> you're doing so good i'm so happy with with the way you're developing yeah Yo, on on the, as much as I love succulents, kind of fuck them indoors because I they just fall over indoors, but outside mine are blossoming and blooming. Yeah, I I don't think they're meant for indoors. I don't think they are I either. Kill them. I uh, I didn't realize there was a difference between indoor and outdoor plants. Oh, absolutely. I went to there's that there's that plant store over on Fairfax. Uh, I think it's like exotics or something is like Fairfax it's called that. and Willoughby. Yeah. Right that's across a, from the sketchy burger that's spot. A ghetto one. That's it is. A, that's the crack <laughs> burger spot and the crack plant pot. Something's funny's going on over there in those corners. It's uh I went there and the guy was like, So what kind of plants are you looking for? And I was like, I need some stuff in for like uh, inside my apartment. And this is before I moved, so it was like completely different conditions. Yeah. And he was like, "What direction is the light facing? Where is it? What 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 kind of ex- oxygen are you looking for?" Yeah, you're like, "Just give me a fucking plant, man." And then I took the plant and I got it, and it was. And he was like, "This is an indoor plant," and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And then I moved and I put the plant outside because I have a balcony <laughs> now, and it died <laughs> so quick. <laughs> Dude, I did see. I'm a plant. I'm a green thumb for the most part, but in the beginning, it's trial and error. Mm-hmm. I bought a house plant, and I was like, "Oh, it needs some sun." <laughs> I put it in direct sunlight. I swear to God, it was like a movie. I come back outside. It was just black. It it burnt. <laughs> it got burnt. It was not meant for that. You gotta and, put some sunscreen li- on your plants. It literally hurt me. I was like, "Oh no!" That's like I was trying to love you because it feels <laughs> and like I killed you, dude. It feels like plants are so easy to grow because theoretically, it's like, "Oh yeah, we learned in school like all you need for a plant is a little soil and water and a little sunlight." No, it no, takes no. a lot more than that. You fucking mister. I was just in my head like, "What if my my fan base is like, will you stop talking about shit and plants? That's all you fucking talk about. I'm more than poop and plants, everybody. I have rocks too. Um, but anyways, <laughs> he's talking about plants again. Fucking hippie. 
Oh, I wanted to talk about this again, too. He's got a motherfucking electric uh, skateboard. I do. Not scooter, skateboard. If it was in reach, I'd pull it to... Actually, I'll just stand up and, and pull it, it on camera. And it goes 18 miles an hour. 18 goddamn miles an hour. And it's his first skateboard he's ever owned in Whoop. his life. This thing is fast and gnarly. How have you not split your goddamn chin open, sir? I, you know... I don't know. I have I've I've had pretty good luck on this. I've only eaten it once really bad. I had I was coming down, it was it had just rained and I usually would go down. This was I still worked at the comedy store. And there's that big hill on Sweetser and it I would take it all the time because this thing because the skateboard can can take hills because it's got the motor, so it'll slow down. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's amazing. Yeah, I thought yeah. it did speed that. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It was like so you can slow it down, so you're going at like a reasonable speed. When you said that, it reminded me of Chevy Chase Vegas Vacation when he oils up the silver sled member and he sits on it. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> I just see Jay Light going down sweet. You're just Shoo! well. That's the thing. So that normally I would go down at like a regular speed, and then it rained, and I was like, I can still do this, and I and it had no traction, and I ate it the second I turned onto the street. Skateboard turned like the wheels back spun. <laughs> I fell off. The skateboard went flying, and then I still had the control because you got to control it with a, yeah. with a with a little remote control. And the skateboard landed and then shot back up towards me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, one time I accidentally knocked a dude off his bike because I fell off my board and the bike and the board still kept. The board <laughs> flew past him, but then it shot back and knocked the bike out from underneath him. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, you motherfucker. He was he was pissed off. But then that was the thing. It was a guy. It was a homeless dude on a bike and he had was like coming around a corner. And then we both were like, I was like, hey, I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you should, you got to be paying more attention. I was like, dude, you just came like barely, you didn't even look. You just came like right into the sidewalk. Look alive, cyclist. And he was like, I got, he was like, I guess. You're not the only ones on the road. We got electric skateboards here. He's like, I guess we're both at fault, but I'm hungry. And I was like, here, I'll give you, I'll give you more than I would have given you. (laughs) (laughs) There's 10 bucks. Good luck with your broken leg. (laughs) Good luck with that shin. Oh, man. <laughs> I've eaten shit. I fucking used to skateboard. I love skateboarding, culture, mm-hmm. all that shit. I could just, like, watch videos anyways. But I sucked. I fucking sucked. Really? I, I broke my leg on a quarter pipe. Ooh. And then I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. That hurt. How How old were you when you did that? 13. Okay. So you were skateboarding young, though. So you yeah. get, you know, you know were, like, in the culture. Oh, I loved it. Like even those old cheesy movies, uh, you know, just about skateboarding. Mm-hmm. The whole it, it released nineteen eighty nine. I don't even remember the titles. Thrasher was one, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah, those old school. I think Josh Brolin was in one. I want to say. Really? I, yeah, I believe I heard the story. It made him quit acting. This like his <laughs> might have been a BMX one though. But I used to watch all that weird cheesy, fucking C rated movie shit. I never watched any skateboarding movies, but I did play a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skateboarder. Yeah. So I was like, "This, I can do this," and I tried. <laughs> and you're like, I "No." Got, I convinced. Yeah. I and then I just I was like, I borrowed a friend of mine's skateboard when I was like 12 or 13, and I fell off, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, this is." Oh, for this me. hurts. This hurts. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what's good about falling on the concrete? What? <laughs> Fucking nothing. That yeah, shit hurts. That's right. No give. <laughs> You just oh man oh Jesus! One time I was younger, we were doing uh, we we found 
in our neighborhood, there was a part of the sidewalk that w- it was like a little ramp and it shot up. And so we were riding our bikes on it and trying to do jumps over this little piece of the ramp. And I remember I did it after watching two of my friends do it. And they're like, come on, dude, just do it. And I was like, okay. And I rode my bike and then I hit the ramp and I flew backwards and my leg got caught in the middle part of the bike and I just fell and then I was in a lot of pain, and then I got up, and my friends were gone. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, he might be hurt. Let's yeah. leave him to die. I just this one crawl kid, myself uh, back home. This one kid uh, growing up, we were, we were all little knuckleheads in Torrance, Redondo Beach. John, he fucking turned out to be a real weird tweaker. And, uh, <laughs> we're probably going to have to bleep his last name there. But anyways, he, uh, he fucking, we were bombing this hill, Knob Hill. With our surfboards, uh, and uh, like one by one, we made it. But it was too big of a hill. We made a mistake. We should not have done that. We all got the speed wobbles as you, you know, as you gain momentum. Right. And uh, and then that motherfucker, we look back and we just see you know, and he just falls over and he like lands like on his surfboard, but like slams down, knocks his teeth out, oh, gets all bloody, God. ruins his surfboard. <laughs> and me and my buddy just left him. We just, <laughs> we're like, oh no, he's in trouble. Let's get out of here. Oh my There's God. There's blood. I can't see that shit. John, good luck. Good luck, kid. I'll call your mama. <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. Oh man, that reminds me of young dumb stories. I'm on a gold mine. So my buddy uh, Dane Molina, we could leave this one in because this is because he's not a weird tweaker. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not a he's a nice guy. He owns Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in in Torrance. He teaches it. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Out. Golden State. Go go take choke lessons. <laughs> um. So this fool, I almost forgot the story. Trying to think of Jiu Jitsu, and I said choke lessons. He had a fucking <laughs> like a. Like, a, I don't even know cars. It was like, it wasn't a Dodge Dart. It was, I think, a Valiant, a Valiant, like Chevy, old school muscle car kind of. Okay. And, and his uh, mom and stepdad let him drive it. And this motherfucker <laughs> took a speed like way too fast, just slid out, crashing in the center divider. And, oh, shit. And, and uh, just totally wrecks the car. And me and my buddy, uh, Adam Mockett, I'm blame, naming last names, but he's a sweetheart. He does finance. Go get a mortgage and uh <laughs> go take some jujitsu classes then go refinance your house <laughs> stay away from tweaker john um, um, and then uh he just crashed and this is like 6 p.m by the mall broad daylight and he had his learner's permit so we weren't supposed to be in the car you uh-huh. know so we just he we, we just left him but uh he was like bye <laughs> Um, anyways, I will take this pain. I remember getting in an argument with him. He's like, I, 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 did you see that? The car just lost control. And we're like, yeah, right, dude. That's what happens when you take a turn at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. You're going to fucking crash, you dumb, dumb. I never got into any like dumb car crashes. Like the dumbest car. It's so, it's so lame. I, I was in my school parking lot and I, I went to school. I grew up in Texas, right? So there's a lot of dudes with lifted trucks and my first car was a Chrysler 300M, so it's a low to the ground That's sedan. Fancy. It was my Pretty dad's fancy. old car, okay. so right. my dad fancy. Your dad fancy. My dad fancy. <laughs> I mean, not fancy. My dad sold me a lemon, that bastard. <laughs> my dad. I mean, at this point, the Chrysler was not doing so great. It was leaking through the roof anytime it rained, and it rains a lot in Texas, so I would just okay, get that's dripped good, on. Though. You get a little. Yeah. 
But I was driving and I, I just wasn't paying attention. I was like changing the radio or something. And I rear-ended a dude with a lifted truck. And my front end of my car completely just like pancaked in completely and like cracked the radiator yeah. and all this damage. His truck was totally fine. I basically got like teabagged by the truck nuts of this dude's car, <laughs> and everything hey, was cool. Hey, my nutsack, Dodge and Ram. He and they tried to get, they tried to like squeeze us for money because they were like, "Yeah, the door doesn't open right anymore," and we were like, "Come get on, the fuck I just here. totaled my car on your fucking hoof." Yeah, get <laughs> out of here. I did almost total that car too. It was insane. I was, I was very upset, and I, and my mom, because I, I had just signed. This is, oh my god, my parents when I got the car. They made me sign a contract. If you crash, no more car. Yes. And, uh, and there are other rules, too, in the contract. But that was one of the things. was like, if you crash, you can't drive the car anymore. Come on. How am I going to learn to drive? Everybody crashes. <laughs> how about two? And maybe three. <laughs> and so I was panicking. I just got a piece of, I think, a plant. I think your plants are spreading into the coffee mugs. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That was a clean cup, I promise. I, uh, I had... <laughs> I was so I pull I was like freaking out and I pulled into the uh <laughs> I pulled into the I pulled into like a parking lot after I got out of the school parking lot and was just like sobbing and my mom was like it's fine you can still try <laughs> yeah yeah that's nice I stole uh my sister's boyfriend's car in high school it was a Chevy Tahoe and we filled uh like Pepsi Cola and uh, <laughs> and Coca Cola glass bottles with uh -huh. Kool Aid, and we put in Beastie Boys "License to Ill." Nice. And we were smoking joints, and I drove to school. <laughs> we pulled up, I'm like 15, no license. They're like, "Where the fuck did you get that car?" I had to worry about it. Get in, and then we just drove around. That sounds great. It was so fun. Did I tell the story where I crashed Lulu's car into the center divider? Yeah. Damn, that's a good one. There's I crashed a lot of crashing so cars times. in the center dividers. I've cr I I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey guys, you know what happens when you drive drunk? You sideswipe vehicles. <laughs> oh, see, uh, whenever I drive drunk, I just come out of a blackout driving down the wrong side of the road, and everything's That's cool. That's so scary. Don't not drink and drive. Nah, we're lucky to be alive. Don't do it. You could kill somebody else and or yourself. It's a bad idea. I used to just play pinballs with vehicles. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. See, I stopped drinking and driving eventually, but I would just hitchhike instead. And I would, I well, remember. That's safe with that pretty boy face. Totally safe. <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. Come here, blue eyes. And this is North Carolina, Come over so here. I could have gotten deliverance Get for this sure. North Carolinian cock. I got is that how they talk? How do you talk down there? North Carolinian. North, North Carolinian cock. What'd I say? Lining? North Carolinian. Yeah, but I felt like a North Carolinian would say it the way I said it. No? You thought wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> you thought wrong. Have I ever been there? Never been there. They're gonna take that hair, use it as a, use it as a handlebar for you. <laughs> oh no! If you're ever out there. <laughs> oh shit! I used to, but I hitchhiked. And I got picked up by a cop one time, and it was a campus cop in my college, and they drove Priuses because they were not they were not intimidating at all. Yeah. But they picked me up, and they still did the cop car thing where the back seat was super uncomfortable. Like it was a, it was just like plastic seats. It could have been a comfortable Prius seat, and everybody wins. With like, no, put the wood planks. Right. It could have been like, you know, have you ever seen prisons in in Norway or Sweden? How they're nice. They're so nice. Yeah, that it could have been just like that. No, but, nope. They want you to die slowly and yep. become institutionalized. But the cop picked me up and just dropped me off back at my house. It was basically just like a cab a service. It was nice. Man, 
I was trying to count up all my police encounters. I don't know. I had a handful. I had one. There was one time I was in. It was in college. It was like between freshman and sophomore year. And me and a couple other people, we had uh, we went to go smoke weed off the highway. We'd found just like some exit where there was like a dirt road. I thought you were gonna say I just found some uh, weed on the on this exit. <laughs> In Texas, you never know. People <laughs> might have just been growing off the highway. Yeah, but we pull we pull off off this dirt road, and literally, it's me and two girls. We had just gotten out of seeing. We'd just seen a movie, uh, like Toy Story two, maybe. <laughs> Man, those are good fucking movies. And we just got out of it, and we were literally like the first the the one of the girls in the front seat was about to light the pipe, and then all of a sudden, cops shine their lights yeah. in the flashlights in the car. We didn't see them coming. They're like everybody out of the car, and they pulled us out. They all questioned us all individually. And Isn't it highly illegal in Texas? Extremely illegal. Fuck you, Texas. Right. Get your shit together, you pussies. And someone's going to kill me now. <laughs> the girl in the back, uh, in the girl who's driving in, in her trunk, she had beer. She had like half a case of beer. So they didn't hit either of like two of us with nothing. But the girl who was driving the car, they hit her with a uh, they, they let her off easy. They hit her with a, a possession ticket. Of uh, possession of paraphernalia, so not even the actual like they didn't hit for the weed or for the for the. Booze. Well, that was actually nice of them. Good, it job. was nice of lenient. Them. And then we all just were like, "All right, we're gonna chip in. We'll pay off this ticket." But then you didn't chip in. No, I did. I'm just kidding. I was. A good, I'm a good guy. I give my. I would. I wouldn't give my guest a dirty cup. You gotta repair the wounds. <laughs> I did. Ah, oh, what are you talking about? I don't know. Look at there's there. I don't know what this is. I washed here. the shit out. I did drink uh, herba mate out of there, but I washed the shit. Oh, I washed it, it with hot water and lavender tea tree soap. That's what I'm, I taste. It tastes a little bit of floral. It's kind of it's, it's kind of nice. It's like it's, it's like it's organic. It's like I'm drinking at a spa, <laughs> surrounded by all these plants and hey man, reminiscing. I washed that cup uh, yesterday. I haven't washed this cup in months. That one, the big the no, big one. I, I I uh, I wash my main water bottle I drink of like once a week because I got a real bad mouth stink on there. Mouth. <laughs> I didn't realize how gross mouths were until I started smelling my water bottle. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. You got to wash it off. Yeah. You got to wash it off, Texas. You got to get a copper tongue scraper. Oh, are you Is that what you use? It's fantastic. It's antibacterial and anti fungal. Oh, anti fungal. Anti odorol. That's good. Odor. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk about this is one of the highlights of my life and I was I was with you. Tell me. The road trip with Zane Helberg oh, and Andy Haynes. This is a classic to the thing. rehab. We did a rehab <laughs> racket, man. We were doing shows at all these rehab centers up north. Yep. And we pulled over. What did we see? We see beautiful foliage. It was so it was pretty. Gorgeous. We were in the it was like the canyons, the mountains. We had just climbed up a big, big rock. Yeah, it was it was just beautiful, it was perfect. <laughs> the air was clean. And uh, we're taking pictures, those photo shoots of foliage. Yep. All the colors. <laughs> Good they Instagram got colors, story orange, stuff, yellow, you know? red, green. <laughs> and then we're walking back to the car. And what do we find? A uh, a dildo. A big fat <laughs> big. rubber. I mean, I fucking swear <laughs> to God. And it had been clearly it had been it had it had go, it had lost its natural shape. It was curved. <laughs> it was used. It was it was used. And it was I can see why nobody saw it because it was the same color as yeah. the ground. It was blending yeah. in with all the rocks. <laughs> and there was a bottle of lube next to it. Yep, 
There was a bottle of fucking lube next to it. And I mean, like, we lit the, the odds of us finding this on the side of the road, you guys can't even fathom it. We're literally driving, what, 65 miles an hour on a highway. And this is and not even like a like an interstate. We're like not, it's a like highway. a state highway. Yeah. It's like the middle of nowhere. There's hundreds of miles for us to pull over. <laughs> hundreds of miles. And we're literally contemplating it and finally goes, yeah, let's pull over. Let's take pictures and just... Go and have our fun, and it's a fat cock. <laughs> Just a fucking cock on the floor. Massive. And then what happened next? You I, you picked it up and Hell started yeah, chasing us around with it. I got video of it, too. I got my Snapchat out, and I fucking filmed it, and I started shaking at, at these motherfuckers. And I was like, come here, boys. And I was just whacking a dildo at them, a stranger's dildo we found on the side of the road. You're a wild man, And then Craig. I threw it at Andy Haynes and my camera because I was running and filming and wiggling the cock. It's hard to do all that, you yeah. know? So I was trying to film it, but I, I had to throw, and I played baseball, I throw correctly, you know, and I went, and the dildo went across Andy Haynes' face. And he looked at me like, the like you know, when you're a kid and you do you, you fucking do something to your dad and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going into child services now because mm -hmm. he's going to kill me. Andy Haynes gave me that father beatdown look where he was like, if that dildo hit me in the face, yeah, we would have fought right then and here. But it didn't. But I want you to know that. You were really tempting fate by chucking that dildo oh, around. Oh, so funny, though. God, I mean, I would have took the beating. That was one of the worth it. That was one of the funniest parts I've ever in, in parts of my life. That it was, was just so like funny. a wild five minutes. Just finding a dildo and then you deciding to pick it up and wave it around. Did you wash your hands after that? Because we didn't have, I don't think we had any hand no. sanitizer. In no, 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 no. I ate chips too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking corn nuts. Had to get in there. A little ranch. Who knows what kind of juices you got in there? Hey, man, you got to live life. We're all going to die. They were those were regular those were regular chips and then they became flaming hot after you touched that dildo. <laughs> they became uh, shrimp flavored. <laughs> what? That's a new. That's, a, that's how Lay's decides their new flavors. Hey, they grab a dildo and then rub it all over the chips and taste. Ah, oh, this is, yeah. this sounds like this is a case like a little bit of Texas. This is a little I biscuits fucking, and gravy. I love shrimp chips. Give me them uh, shrimp chip. Hey, uh, that that rehab show was fun as fuck though. That was a. Uh, we were in Tahoe. That was in Tahoe, right? yeah. Tahoe, we went to a rehab center. We performed mm -hmm. for these junkies. No, uh, I mean, I don't worry. I hope you're well. I hope they are too. <laughs> I do. It was, I mean, that's the, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. And if you're a drug addict, seek help and treatment and all that good jazz. And if you don't, you'll be all right. You yeah. just might die and go to jail and all that shit. I was doing shows this weekend for the exact opposite of, uh, of the rehab shows that we do sometimes. Fucking tweakers on monster. I did. Basically I was doing shows at, in Arkansas in the middle of nowhere in, uh, at, at a VFW and an Elks Lodge. Oh, Jay, so man, it's, just stay in town, dude, bro. Dude, <laughs> it was. I had a great time. It was good, but it was like I did, the the VFW show was was nutty because it was a three hour long show and there were three of us on the show. An hour each. An hour each, and That's, so that, that, <laughs> I'm sorry, not because you're scared of doing an hour, but like that's when the comedian should be like. We should each do 30 to 40 like that. Well, the, the this is too long. The guy who promoted the show when he booked it, he was like, so we usually do. So comedy shows are usually 90 minutes and it's usually like an opener and a feature and a headliner. 
and then yes and that's the, perfect that's that, normal right. nobody's tired nobody's exhausted nobody wants to fucking shoot you in the face but the person who ran the venue told him well we usually have our our performers do four hours of a block because they usually get bands they never this is like their first comedy show they ever had and so he was like all right i guess we'll do three hours and so (laughs) i was just i'm sitting in the back and it's a and it's a big huge space it's probably like 200, 250 seat a room. Did you go first, second, or third? I went third. Oh, so shit. I'm watching all of these like 50 to 70 year old people just get fucking wrecked off of like jello shots. Oh, yeah. And I know Coronas, the BFW all too well. And 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 by the time I got out, like this, the second guy in that in the three hour block was like, "Yo, Jay, you're probably want to cut to like forty minutes." He's saying this from the stage, yeah, because he's because lo- he lost the crowd because they were people who were just like taking Jello shots. Did and, you like, shout I'm back wrecked. and be like, "How about you cut it to 40 Nah, I was. We just both like, cut it. In my, I was just laughing and in my head going like, "I'm gonna get shot." Yeah. But I did, I did, I wound up doing like 45. Dude, old, I could just tell. are my kryptonite, bro. I, I'd be bombing in front of old people. Oh, see, that's the thing about the people. These bombing. people like to party, so they were down. They laughed. Okay. They were still laughing were at the third hour in. They were just kind of. That's the thing. They were by the time. That's why I cut it to 45 instead of doing an hour because I was like, well, these guys are just fucking there, tired. There's no point. They've been here since seven. And they've been drinking since like four in the afternoon. They've been drinking since their whole life. Right. Let's be honest. <laughs> and none of them. They I know were, the VFW. Yeah. Our DJ was named Dirtbag. He was great. Shout out to Dirtbag if you're listening. <laughs> if you need a DJ in Arkansas, a realtor mortgage thing in the South Bay, or n- choke out. Uh, I remember. I forget. Tell Go to the people. <laughs> go to the fucking people I named earlier. Rewind. Hey, comedy show producers, don't have it be three hours, you <laughs> assholes. It never works. It was, it was, it worked out better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was a little bit. That's the. It was like, I was nervous going in, especially as I was just sitting there waiting even more for like my time to go. I was like, all right, please, I just want to do my time, and then get going, and then it was it's, fine. It's such a frustrating thing to. Uh, I was going to speak for both of us, but maybe not. But like at our level, it's hard to get an hour. Yeah. Oh, for it's sure. so hard to run an hour. Mm-hmm. And so when you do have those opportunities, you really, really want to just, you know, just to flex that muscle. I've done it like fucking five times, maybe. Yeah. This this weekend I did two 45 minute sets and a 30 minute set. And those are all hard lengths to come by in L.A. Like, oh, they're nearly impossible in L.A. unless it's your own show. Right. And even then. You'll get too much shit from the community for right. doing that. <laughs> I mean, me, come on, it's too many friends here, you know. I can regularly at this point, I'm like if I'm doing a show in LA, it's like, all right, you're probably going to be doing ten minutes, yeah, which is nice. That's nice. It's so nice. It only took six years to get three more minutes, right? Oh, you God. leave me hanging. And then, oh, were you fist bumping? <laughs> yeah, man. I thought you were doing one of this. I thought you were doing a little <laughs> Manchester just for the people on camera. <laughs> Was my pinky out for that? Wait, Damn let's it. do let's do one of these. Let's do that? Yeah, we yeah. started a new trend. It's little dicks, little dicks. <laughs> we're touching little dicks, <laughs> little fucking dicks. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's like I the, the nice thing about those rehab shows. It's just like twenty minutes. And oh so yeah, it's a twenty to, to thirty stretch. minutes. You get to stretch. It's fantastic. But other, otherwise, it's just like. 
just you're just so you just have to sit in this self-loathing where you're yeah. watching everybody in an open mic and the and that i was just in my head thinking of the places we do get or i get to run my hour mm. it's like not optimum circumstances <laughs> but it's he, a bar in palm desert you know yeah. you're like ah oh, one day i'll get the improv i did i did half an hour at a birthday party in palm springs yeah it was a private birthday party <laughs> for a it was a it was a it was horrible right you know, it was better than I thought it was going to be. You're I was too definitely positive. nervous going Give into me the it. Bad well, shit. I was nerve. I went there. I got kicked in the face. It no. was a it was a gay man's fiftieth birthday party slash retirement party. Also, that was lit. They're all fucking. But that's a the good thing. Time. His husband was uh his husband was there, and his husband was an, an Asian of some descent. I never figured out what. But they had like the entire old Asian family there also, and then ch- and there were children running around. Yeah. So I'm up there talking about like dick pics and fucking jerking off and do what you and, gotta do and pedophiles and then all of a sudden i'm <laughs> you just like that one off that <laughs> censor. Nah, the pedophile joke is great i can't leave that one out <laughs> i mean i hate censorship but i'm gonna say you know maybe if the children are present we could save that for another set. <laughs> Here's the thing: I didn't know there was a kid there. They oh. said there were going to be no kids. Okay. Because he well, asked me before, and he's fault. like, "There might be some kids here, but do you want me to tell them to the parents to take the kids?" And I was like, "Yes, please. Just tell them to take them away for like half an hour." And then, like 20 minutes in, a little girl comes darting out of one of the rooms, and I'm just like, "Well, I've been just saying all this horrible shit this entire time." Yeah. You guys, she's going to be scarred for life. Yeah. I did a, a, a quinceanera. <laughs> did I tell this one? I don't think so. Oh, it was one of the worst gigs. How much time did you do with the quinceanera? I probably barely lasted 10. I gave up. <laughs> it was performing to 200 people and uh, 14 kids are paying attention and the rest <laughs> are like looking over their shoulder like, why is that guy talking into a microphone? I don't know him. <laughs> and... Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, I was bombing, and and a little girl was running on stage, and I was like, "Little girl, can you get off the stage? I'm trying to do stand up." And I and uh, she started crying, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> and that was the only laugh I got was saying sorry into a microphone wow. to a little girl running crying off stage. Oh my god! And then uh, I was told I was gonna get paid, and then I didn't. But they gave me a bag of candy and a couple beers. I was drinking at that time. Was, there you go. That was like That's my boost. third show, and uh, ever. Yeah. Wow. Four. I don't know. It was very, very, very early on, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't t- keep track of shit, and I kind of regret it because all comics like know their date. You know, mm-hmm. sh- I did this mic at this date. They yep. take a picture, and I'm like, ah, I got, I, I don't know, fall. I, I track all that <laughs> winter. Shit in my calendar. It was raining. That's all I remember. Very, I'm very organized for that. But I remember, I got a lot of bad. Like I remember one of the worst gigs I ever did was early on in LA. Yeah. I did a. I was supposed to do 30 minutes at a steak restaurant that was somewhere in like Covina. Yeah, and. I was bombing. Minutes. I was supposed to do 30. And this is before I had like a good 30. I probably had 15 tops. And I did. I was doing it and I was bombing like from the jump. Yeah. And the guy who was running the show lit me early. I got off stage at 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, I. I was bombing that bad that he got me off early and then he did like another 15 minutes to save the show because I was supposed to close the show. 
That's so funny. And then I was just like, I was, I was also drinking at the time, and I went to the bar, and I was just like so sad and like the bartender was just feeding me alcohol yeah and i was like Drink talking to her and it was it was a cute it was a cute lady bartendress bartendress that's the technical term right it's uh garçon <laughs> <laughs> i was talking to this i'm talking to this wench at the bar now she was really nice and she and then i was like i thought she was hitting on me and then as soon as she dropped the boyfriend that she had a boyfriend oh, and yeah. i was like she just there goes truly, my chances. She just truly Glug. felt bad for you. And yep. She was being sweet. <laughs> and then I drove. And then I drunk drove. This, off. She went like this. She gave you this poor little dick bastard. Yep. Call back. Sweet. Come on. Oh, <laughs> we we <might> got inside <laughs> each other there. <laughs> but yeah, that oh, was yeah. like that was a low that was a low point. But that was like that's because I remember still having the confidence to drive drunk home after that, and I was like, I still got it. I still got it. You're sober. How long now? Three and a half years. Fuck yeah, dude. Congrats. Yep. Thanks, man. I'm sober five, five and a half years. That's wild. It is wild. It's so weird to think about the way things used to be as far as like from there. Because there's like I've, I've gotten to a point now where it's like a compart. There's different parts of my life that kind of fall into ways like my drinking affected this in a different way than it affected this. My drinking you know? affected everything. <laughs> mine, affe- my, oh, mine affected everybody, but it was like different ways. Like, yeah, yeah. How was your, how how do you feel? Because you, I forget, did you start? You started performing right before you got sober. Then, if you've been five and yeah. a half, I I was performing fucked up for a, a like maybe a year, mm-hmm. uh, stand up, and then like two years improv. Uh, yeah, I was so what, the wild card. So what changed after you after you quit? After well, you sobered up? What a shocker! You know what? I made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit more uh, clear and cohesive. And uh, you're so worried for me, anyways. I was drinking and smoking and drugging and all that shit for so long that I thought I had to be intoxicated to be funny. Mm. And then. Yeah. Uh, Guys, you're still funny when you're not intoxicated. You're better. Right. You're sharper. That it's, was the th- yeah. Yeah, you remember yeah, and uh less cuss words, a little bit less anger, you mm-hmm. know. And it just came out better. Uh of course in the beginning I was so thin-skinned and terrified. Just alcohol was, you know, just helps with that, but it's it's a bad crutch if you only learn how to perform drunk that was i didn't realize how much of a crutch it was until i got oh, sober and then i was like oh i am actually aware of what's happening yeah. on stage now yeah because before it's just kind of like you'll say the things but there's like this wall of liquid that's in front of you and you're just like hearing the laughs a little bit through that and the rest of it doesn't really matter and then when you're not, when you have no substances in the way, it's just like, oh, I feel every I moment. I feel everything. <laughs> oh, when you're not laughing, that hurts. I right. couldn't tell before. <laughs> Though I will say, one of my, I did a show. Did you ever do that performing under the influence show? Uh, I I don't think so. There's, I mean, I did that on my own, but right, not, but not that's what it was called. There was yeah, it was one of the it was one of the last shows that I ever did before I got sober, and it was a show where you did three minutes totally sober. I never did that one, and then eight minutes fucked up on okay. whatever you wanted. And I did that. I did my three minutes, and then I took a bunch of Molly and did my second. Oh my, my second god! Set, and it was. 
I thought you were just going to get high. Yeah, nah, I was like, go. everybody else was doing, like, just getting drunk or, or smoking pot. There was one lady on our show who did muscle relaxers. <laughs> I have always wanted to perform on mushrooms, and I missed my window, but maybe later in life. A little Bill Hicks style. Yeah, man. Performing on Molly was nutty because I did too. I did too much. Oh shit! And it started. My eyes started vibrating in my head while I was on stage, <laughs> and then I also was like, it was a really tiny crowd because everybody else. Was, it was pretty much all comics at that show, and they yeah. were all just shit faced because I was going up close to the end, and so they were all like, who knows what the fuck they were doing? And I had three friends of mine at the show. And they were sitting there, and I was like telling jokes, and then I did a joke that they didn't laugh at because they're my friends. They've heard this joke, yeah, yeah, probably dozens of times. And then I was like, "You guys are supposed to be my friends. Why are you laughing at this <laughs> you're joke? Like, love me. I'm on Molly. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right, if you're not laughing, come rub lotion on my body. And then I was, uh, and then I got oil. After that, I got in a pool and hung out in a pool for a little bit. That's fantastic. And watched music videos. Dude, you're made. Uh, I forgot that. You're good. You're making remember all me remember all the good stuff. So like this would have been my second or third time performing stand up, and I was on mushrooms walking in Los Feliz, and I walk and stumble across a Best Fish Taco. Oh. And I go to the producer. I knew him at that time. I haven't really talked to him since. Uh-huh. This was like six years ago. And I go, hey, uh, I'm on mushrooms. Let me let me perform on your show. <laughs> and he goes. What? I was like, I'm on mushrooms. Let me get up there. And he was like, no. And uh, I cannot believe the balls. First of all, wow. I, I wouldn't even just ask a producer, hey, throw me up. If You know what I mean? That's weird. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot. That's a lot. Especially if it would have been like your second or third time and, and ever. And in the beginning. And in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. baby. And I didn't even have seven, you know? And I was asking for ten on mushrooms like oh and then that what would i have done i was on hallucinogens <laughs> i don't know man jesus christ that's thank god he said no thank god. i wish he would have said yes though i told him that story and he was like oh my god i remember that because that's just not something you forget <laughs> some guy frying balls yeah hey, let me get up there <laughs> i talk about the lizard people i want to tell everybody about all these ufos i yeah. saw and then uh and then another story I uh, you helped make me remember. Did I talk about performing on hash oil edibles? I think so. Did I? T- yeah, because my I, my uh, dear friends Keita and Maddie Madison, Madison's my hairstylist. I ate a hash oil edibles and drank, and then I gave her a little piece of the hash oil edible. Uh-huh. It was insanely potent, and she's a stoner and she smokes. You know. Right. Might have to bleep her name out now. I don't know if she wants to be a school teacher. Well, you didn't say her last name. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Hair hair by Maddie. <laughs> you need your haircut, Madison Perone. Haircuts, <clears throat> DJs. Yeah. All of it. Lawyer lawyers? Most Lawyers, Molly. Kevin Fard, lawyer, fart face. Yeah. Molly. Um, and then uh so I perform and I actually have a, a decent set considering hash oil, edibles and alcohol. Mm. But she's a stoner and she takes a, a Uber to Venice and she uh like gets dizzy and like throws up and this is coming from a girl that smokes weed every day and I, i'm just saying like i was performing on hash oil edibles like what are you doing man just i mean that's some people some people just can't some people you don't realize how strong it is and then it hits them yeah i had so i just was dabbing and waxing and eating and 
that was the old stoner trader joe's day i was i would hit dabs and go to work and smoke on my tan eat some hash oil edibles i used to get this rum cake that was real good real potent and just work and then uh <laughs> mm-hmm what it was wild man i can't even function i used to do that i used to do that when i was working at the store i got i actually got in big trouble i almost i probably it was the closest i ever got to getting fired from being from and working that's the a door. hard place to get fired from he used to work at the comic store yeah many years what four years almost five years, five years. Five yeah years. it would have been five uh this this month actually but i quit back in february to do to do some bigger and yeah things. he moved on to greener pastures it's to greg's nice. couch uh but i was this was maybe like six or seven months and it was really early on and i was i was working a room and uh a comic came up to me and was like let's go smoke weed and i was like that sounds great i know the perfect place so we went in the main room you know behind the uh the ticket booth where they got that hallway yeah before but on the way to the green room we i went back there and I locked both the doors, and we started smoke, and we were smoking. Why wouldn't you just go outside? Because I was a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> I was probably hey, already drunk. Box I was like, "Why not? This sounds great." And then somebody came and knocked on the like. They tried to open the door, and the door was locked. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" So then I went out the other door, and. It was the manager. It was the GM, Eric, who saw me. Oh, no. He's and, the one guy you don't want. Right. And so I was like, ah, oh, shit. And then I remember I went back to my shift. I was working I was working in the original room. I was seeing the OR. And it was the very end of the night. And I was, like, cleaning everything up. And he comes in. And I'm at the bottom of the stairs to the OR. So he's, like, he's at the top of the stairs. So he's already above me as it is. And he's like, hey, if you ever smoke weed in the building again, you're fired instantly. And I was like... Good man. Gets yeah, a good manager. He laid yeah. it down. Yep. He said, don't fuck up again. Right. You're fired. And then, but he let you slide. That's a good goddamn let manager. Me slide. And then I apologize. And then the next week, I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. I'll never do that again. And I didn't. Yeah. But I was still like smoking on the clock and drinking on the clock for a while after that. I didn't. I would just do Molly instead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever did Molly at the comedy store. I did one of the last times I ever drank. I I was it was at my birthday. Oh my god! I don't know if I ever told you this story before. I was going through a really bad breakup over the summer before I before I got sober, and there was a girl. This is like a year long breakup, by the way. Does happen. This happened. And this girl who I had been, who we'd been dating, she and I had a birthday that were like three days apart from each other. And she had hit me up and she was like, hey, how how about we do a joint birthday party this, this, this year? And I was like, absolutely not. You guys are broken up. We were broken up. That's the worst idea ever. Dude, she was still trying to like be an active part. It was really weird. I was not on board and she was just so just like really trying to make it work because she was friends with her exes that she had also dated and I've never been friends with my exes. It's just not how I operate. I can later. I've learned uh, I couldn't before in the beginning, but now I can It just takes six months to a year. Yeah, I can be cordial with my exes, but I can't ever be like I've never been to a point where I'm like, I want to hang out and be friends with my exes. But so this girl, so she goes, and I was like, she was like, let's have a joint birthday party. And I was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) And I went to, have you ever been to Booty L.A.? Booty L.A.? Yeah. I feel like I should own the place, but I have never been in my life. Oh, it's a mashup dance party. It happens every week. 
and it's Movie usually it's usually in Silver Lake, but they were doing this one downtown at the Regent. Okay. And I was like, got all, I was like, got all my friends, and I was like, we're gonna go to Booty. Let's have a good time. There was a girl I was dating at the time, and I was like, we're gonna do Molly together, and she was like, Fantastic. great. And then I started. I did like I took my half of the Molly and like was drinking and having a good time, and then all of a sudden my ex shows up. Oh no! Because somehow she had found out where the party was going to be because it was like a bunch of college friends. We also went to the, we went to college together, and she brought the whole posse. Her whole posse. No, she, she did not bring any posse. What she did was take pictures with everybody. And meanwhile, I'm like blacking out because I'm like, I can't handle her being here. Yeah. So I didn't even feel the drugs. I was just blacked out. And I don't remember what happened. The next thing I remember is like being like leaving the Regent and like, I don't know where any of my friends are. And I was like, I feel like I forgot people inside. And they're like, no, all your friends left. And the next day she was posting on Instagram pictures of her and all of my friends saying, thanks, everybody, for coming to my birthday party. That's a lunatic. Yep. That's a goddamn <laughs> lunatic. It was crazy, man. I like her. And I didn't go home I didn't go home with the girl that I liked either. Oh. It was a rough night. Yeah, that happens when you black out. Yeah. So it goes. I had some stuff I wanted to ask you. I wrote it down. This Ooh. Dildo on the book. side of the road. Oh, roast battle. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. You were heavily deep in that shit. You still are, right? I actually just quit. You just quit. I just quit. I so I I was. I'm still gonna be involved with the show, sort of at a at a distance. Like I'm gonna, you know, I'll probably still battle, and I'm still gonna write for the blog every once in a while. Yeah. But I I just quit producing the show and booking the show, uh, a week ago. Yeah, he was uh doing it all, performing on it, producing it, writing on it. Mm-hmm. What else? Winning it. Winning it. I was um, filming it. Filming it. I was doing all, Fucking, running it live. Uh, I was, yeah, he was heavy. It deep. was there almost six years. Yeah, roast battle. Brian Moses, baby. Great show. I love the show, and that's the thing. I didn't leave because I like nothing changed with the show. It all just changed. Like I can't, I'm, I can't be involved anymore. Six years is a good run, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking gnarly though, man. And it was a lot. It's a. It's that show's a beast. Oh yeah. I've never done it. I've never done roast battle once. Never? never. Oh, that's right. I guess you never have. I, I was always scared of it. I don't want to be mean to somebody. It's a scary <laughs> show, and I don't want somebody to be mean to me. It definitely. I'm sensitive. It changed the way I approached comedy doing that show. Mm. Well, because because it was like. Because the whole premise of the show, theoretically, is like we're going to get as dark as we can, right? And you're going to be mean and you're going to attack the deep shit. And then you get in there. And I remember I'm like making jokes about people's dead brothers. And, <laughs> pe- and like I remember I did a, we did the first season of it for Comedy Central. And I was battling uh, Ashley Barnhill, who her dad has Alzheimer's. And I did oh. jokes about her dad having and it, Alzheimer's. What, and it killed, right? It killed. Of course it did. And That's how brutal this li- fucking show is. But then as soon as the lights <laughs> came on, I, I saw her dad. Oh, no. Uh, her Yeah, her dad with Alzheimer's sitting there in the crowd oh. in his wheelchair, like, infirm. And I was oh, like... Man. That's the theme of the show, Daddy-O. But then in my head, I was like, at least he's not going to remember this show uh, it's later. True. It's true. Did you write that for on stage, too? No, that was one of my favorite jokes was Ashley. It's uh, Ashley's dad suffers from Alzheimer's, which is so terrible that he has to tell you every, that he's disappointed in you every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. Digs deep. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I, no. It's tough, man. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like. 
I really, because I always had sort of like that dark, weird sense of humor anyway that Roast Battle really brings out yeah. of, of people. And I didn't know how to write jokes like that before that were actually good and not just shocking. Yeah. Because that was the problem. It's like when you're first starting out, I'm sure you've probably dealt with this to some extent, is like you write jokes, but, you, but they're not really jokes. It's just you saying stuff that gets a reaction from the crowd. Yeah, you don't know what to talk about, so you just talk about crazy shit because you want some sort of response. Right. A lot of newer comics, including myself. Oh, yeah, and me too. Nine out of ten are guilty of that just because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just a thing you have to go through. It's really weird. It's an easy, it's an easy way to get a reaction is to talk yeah. about some shocking shit. And so then working on that show and doing that show helped me figure out how to actually write those kinds of jokes with finesse because you have to be able to write a good joke in that vein for your set on roast battle to succeed and for you to not look dumb on the show. Yeah. So doing that show helped me figure out how to actually do that kind of material. And now I feel confident doing material that addresses stuff that you could look at and be like, if, if I was looking back on myself now, when I was first starting out, I'd be like, man, I don't know how he's saying all that stuff. And getting away with it. But then I look back on tape of me. I have a tape of me from like the second or third time I was ever on stage at a pizza place in Grapevine, Texas. Shout out to Zuroma, which I don't think exists anymore. If you want to go to a business that doesn't exist anymore, go to Zuroma's. Yeah. But I did that. I was doing, I've watched that set and it's just like garbage. And because it's just like me, like the lowest common denominator of like, Oh, I'm going to talk about dicks and get a big laugh. Farts. What about <laughs> those losers? <laughs> I talk about farts. You live, but that's the thing. I didn't know how to have the finesse and the skill, and Roast Battle really taught me how to have the finesse and the skill to do jokes like that. I feel like it helps so many comics out. I mean, to help you out, and you're mm-hmm. working in Hollywood, writing and doing shows and shit. Yeah. Frank Castillo, he won it, and he's working. He's opening Got him on Rogan. He Frank's opening op- for Rogan. Frank's opening for Chappelle right now. Yeah, and in, in, he's uh, in Lynn, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. Frank Castillo's opening for Dave Chappelle yesterday, right? And he's got, he asked him to come back today, so he's there Ooh, again right double now. double dipping. Yeah. Double shout out to Frank Castillo. Go check him out in San Francisco. I mean, it's going to, this will be too late. So you missed it. You missed it. Well, a lot of us from Roast Battle were working on Historical Roast, which is coming out on Netflix. And that's like, yeah. And that was half the way that writer's room worked out was it was half people who'd been working with Jeff for a really long time on the Comedy Central Roast and whatever. And then the other half, Jeffrey Ross, the Roast Master General. And the other half was people from Roast Battle. So it was like, me and Nicole Buchanan and Connor McSpadden and Keith Carey and Robin Tran and Alex uh, Alex Young and all of these other roast battle people. So we were just like, this is our like for a lot of us, it was people's first or second writing job. But it's perfect. It's roast battle. It's so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just perfect in their blood. Yeah. So given job opportunities. Mm-hmm. So God bless fucking Brian Moses and Jeff Ross. I owe so much for giving young up-and-coming comics jobs and money i'll always be grateful to those guys need. yeah there's a little anger coming out there What's that coming out? <laughs> i don't know um also too uh what's i'm this is the first time i think we're being topical are you ready Ooh, dee, 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 doo, 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 dee, is this dee, your topical theme song 
I was trying to do Game of Thrones theme. Oh, okay. Did you watch it? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> shit. The one guy I can't. I didn't plan this out. <laughs> well, maybe me and producer I man like I'll talk like Game about. of Thrones, though. I actually got into it because Bobby Lee shamed me into it. He cornered me at the comedy <laughs> store and he bullied me into watching Game of Thrones. And he also bought me a $72 steak so he could do whatever oh, he, he wants whatever to me. Wants. Uh, but yeah, he's like, you literally aren't watching one of the... This is uh, before the last season. He, and he's like, you're not watching one of the best shows ever created. It's just, it's epic. It's good. Good mm -hmm. acting. Every episode's like a movie. I was like, all right, I'll fucking watch it. And I watched all of it and caught up because I was just extremely late to the party. I was seven years late to the party or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then I watched it. It was really fucking good. And then the last season, I'm sure you're, if you're alive and on Twitter, you, you oh, I've seen you know people, people reacting to the last season like it, like they're like they got their baby shot in front of them. I mean, that's uh, they are acting that way. That I I enjoyed it up until the last episode. I know it wasn't what the first seasons were, but it it was entertaining. But then the last episode was just like, it was just like, eh. I don't know how else to describe it. It just was like, that's how you end it. That's how I'm not a writer. And I know I'm criticizing. And I hate fucking critics. But like, just something else, guys. What is the what is the thing that you didn't like about it? Because I don't you can talk spoilers. I don't give a shit about it. Oh, you spoilers. don't give a shit? Okay, so it shit. literally just summed up everything in the most anticlimactic, uneventful way. Like, oh, he's king. He goes over there. She goes over there. Mm -hmm. See you later. Like, that was it. And I guess they needed a button at the end to wrap it up and have everything come full circle. But if it's that fucking lackluster, just tag it on the previous episode and do a quick montage. Because it's better than having an hour minutes of 20 minutes of something that could have been 20 minutes. Gotcha. And it was just like, you literally have all this epic shit. That show, the reason it was so good for me, because it, it was just, it just goes like this. It just constantly raises the stakes and escalates and keeps going. And then it literally goes like, at the very end, at the very, very end. And it's like, the reason Stairway to Heaven is one of the best rock and roll songs of all time, even though I like many other Zeppelin songs more, but it's one of the most popular because it just keeps going up. You mm -hmm. know, it starts off slow and just goes shoop. Yeah. And that show went sh <laughs> Well, that's what I loved about that. People said that about Lost, too, which I remember. Because I watched Lost. That was one of the first TV shows that I ever watched that was like an adult television I show. It's amazing. I haven't seen it's it. It's really good. But there's this. The, they kept running it. The, the show ran probably about a season too long because it did the thing. It was going up for a couple of years. And then the third season, it had a dip and people freaked out about it and then it came back and it was doing great again and then everybody freaked out about the finale because people had the same sort of reaction that they did to the Game of Thrones finale where we're like well this this is just it's, weird it's that didn't satisfy like my fucking appetite That's that I've been eating for eight years but I was just like I don't care this is a fun end I like the way this ends it was, I don't regret it and it was an amazing show and I and, and actually smarty pants over here come on this is this is your moment to shine tell us all this <laughs> shit when I, he walked up when I was watering my garden I love plants and he told me 
smart reasons why Game of Thrones fell off. And I was like, ah, my brain couldn't compute that, but I agree. Well, I read a Scientific American article, which is a weird place to read, like an article about Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, yes. You know, we're the <laughs> foremost authorities on dragons and magic here at Scientific American. It was... It was interesting because it laid out uh, the Where to read about your porn? Nickelodeon magazine? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm done. Talk. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it just laid out the difference between the later seasons and the earlier seasons, how George R.R. R. Martin wrote using like the world as kind of a force that shapes people and how the later seasons are all about the inner workings of the minds of the characters mm-hmm. dictating what they do. Uh, I'd say read the article because I read it once and I can't regurgitate it. It was like really dense, but it made a lot of sense. I remember talking. I was actually talking last night with my girlfriend about this, who is a, who's a writer herself. And she said that for a show with so many female characters, especially really strong and notable ones like Cersei and, and Danny and. And, you know, the other ones who I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there for the past five seasons, there were no female writers in the writer's room. And I think that maybe especially for this last season where the those top tier female characters, the ones whose stories are really being wrapped up in a certain way, that if they had had a, a, a female writer in there to be like, hey, let's figure out how to really make these characters shine and not make their stories feel... So I get. I mean, because those are the things that people seem to bump on the most. Is like Danny didn't seem like she was doing what what her was consistent with the character yeah. or whatever. I guess I don't really know. I don't know. There was one like one girl goes through sexual assault throughout the show, and at the end, the guy's like, "Sorry that happened to you," and she's like, "Oh, that's what made me who I am." And everybody hated it because it's just such a weird. <laughs> like it's clearly guys wrote that, and they're like, "She's better for it," and it just didn't land at all. <laughs> Yikes. Wowzers. Yeah. <laughs> Brought it all down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about... This is why we shouldn't talk about Game of Thrones. It's a garbage show. I've never yep. watched it, and now I'm probably still not going to watch it. I'll no, stick to Breaking Bad. That's my, ooh, that's my shit. Best show. I love Breaking Bad. Best show. Hot damn. Now that's an indie. Yeah. Yeah. Tiddlywinks. Hot damn Tiddlywinks. <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen it twice, and I could go another round. That show is so good. Did you watch Better Call Saul? Uh, yes, but I need uh, it to be on Netflix already because I'm not caught up. Yeah. But I watch whatever is on Netflix. I'm not caught up either. I missed out on a lot of stuff. I did I did just binge Dead to Me, which is a fun. That's That's got Lynn Cardellini and Christina Applegate. Oh, I hear good things. It is. This is a good one. Who's watching this? James Marsden plays a total douchebag, which is great. He never does that. <laughs> it was a fun time. We hit an hour. That's pretty good. That was quick. So uh, we definitely got to tell a good old shitting of the pants story. You ever shit your pants? Oh on yeah. Not on my. I'm not on my wedding night. I'm not not there yet. <laughs> on your but... baby's christening. On I shit my pants. Brisk. <laughs> At the brisk. At the brisk. <laughs> I had a, uh, I was in a frat in college. I think I, I think you probably know this, this fact about me. Maybe I uh, forget a lot of stuff. So I went to a lot of, <laughs> I went to a lot of frat parties as you do. And I, one time, I had been, we, I'd been cooking earlier that day. I made Zatarain's jambalaya out of a box, and 
tell oh, you that what. Just sounds, that sounds like a bowl of diarrhea. Exactly. <laughs> it is. Zataran is that Creole for Zatar- you're going to shit your pants later Zatarain's on. Zataran's box jambalaya. I had to be, I had to make, I had to Zataran to the bathroom because Oof. I thought I had a fart and it wasn't a fart. And I heard, I felt a plop in the, in my pants. Oh yeah. In my shorts. Oh, that's the worst. And Pants, I, at least, you know, you can hide it a little better. <laughs> but the shorts, and it was khaki shorts because it's a frat party, so it's like, who knows what's going to happen. Or so I literally, people when they're khaki. I felt it, and I was, it was like a cannon, and I was like, oh, I got I to gotta take care of this. Something has gone wrong. Was it a log or a squirt? It was a squirt. It was oh, a splatter. Yeah, it was a little best. Jackson Pollock. Yeah. A little Jackson poop log. <laughs> yeah, you know? man. Who wants a painting? Come uh, get my undies. And I ran into the bathroom. We had all these houses with these fucking ridiculous names, but this one was Bellagio. This is our top tier house. This is the premiere. We had a we had a local band there one time called Troop Forty One. They were rappers. We got a noise complaint. You're making me. Uh, we had a bunch of white people thankful. yelling "fuck the police" at the cops. Yeah, you you're making me thankful I didn't go to college. <laughs> it would have been sounds, a time. Man. I would have I would have gotten. Uh, we go to kicked out of the frat. So we're in Bellagio, and. Oh, I should have been kicked out of the frat, by the way, previously. Like after this, one time I made we had a Mardi Gras party and I was like, let's make a let's make a purple drink bucket like they have in New Orleans, like Lil Wayne does. And we made a bucket with vodka and Robitussin. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Why? Because yeah. it's purple drink, baby. <laughs> and I got in trouble. And that was the thing we had that I was telling people, I was like, this is only going to be for specific. If you ask for this, you can have this, but otherwise you're not going to have it. See, that's where me and you are different. I used right. to just pour promethazine in the jungle juice <laughs> and not tell anybody. I'd be like, "Why do I feel so good?" But we, but people you hallucinating, were hallucinating, bitch. People were going you crazy at this party. And then the ne- we had our chapter meeting the next Sunday, and, be- and the president of the pr- of the frat was like, "All right, I heard somebody made a Robitussin bucket at a party. If anybody." Uh, does not own up to this. We will shut the chapter down and do an intensive search to figure out who did it and kick them out. So come forward. And it's I came over the forward. counter, college. I came forward and I went to the guy and I was like, hey, that was me. Sorry. And he was like, what? You did that? What? Because yeah. I still looked like this. Yeah. And so nobody assumed anything from me. And they were like, oh, that's fine. Let's don't do that again. I didn't even get sent to standards or anything. And that's white power. Yeah. But anyway, I got so I go shit my pants and I, I, I run into the bathroom. I cut this giant line. So people are freaking out at me already. And I'm inspecting. I have I have my completely bottomless in this bathroom. And there's no lock on the door. So I'm like holding the door shut with my foot. Isn't it the worst shitting with no lock on the door? It <laughs> yeah. is fucking crippling anxiety it's bad and so i was like checking and i was like yeah this is bad and i'm like doing ballet moves to keep the door closed and i take those i take the underwear and i threw them under the sink and then i put my shorts back on and then I left the party, and it was like eleven thirty, and I didn't come back. And I just, I was, I don't know what the fuck happened after that. He's hosed it off at a stranger's house. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I remember shitting with uh, in little league. You know, when you're a little kid and shitting is is, you're mortified of shitting in public, uh, mainly amongst your friends. Oh you yeah, know? and so it was the goddamn little league didn't have doors on the bathrooms. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Uh, and it had like low, it was low, and it had no doors. And I was like, okay, well, nobody ever shits in there. But, of course, I was going to shit my pants, and I didn't want to do that. And I had to say, coach, you know, I got to go to the bathroom. 
go uh, real quick. And then my coach walks in the bathroom to take a piss. And I'm shitting. And then he just locks eyes with me. And he's like, don't you hate it when there's no doors on the bathroom stalls? And he's like, it's fucking weird, huh? And I go, yeah. And then uh, and then he pisses, I shit, and we both go out and play a good game. But I just remember going, oh, man. I'm glad he said something, though, because we were both thinking it. Right. You can't just lock eyes with somebody. Like, oh, shit. Him. I used to work at the summer camp I used to work at. We had latrines instead of real bathrooms. And so when he took a shit, there were no walls. So we would call them, you call them a buddy dump. And you'd go and yeah, just that's, come, shit next to each other. Come on, military. A little camaraderie. Can you just put a little, you know? It was a good time. We're already going to be in the bush together. Do we need to but I remember the first, shit on each other? My first summer at camp, I felt really uncomfortable because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. And I was taking a shit. And then one of the counselors came in and took a shit next to me. And we had a, we had a moment. And he chatted with me. And I was like, oh, I feel accepted as a part of this camp now. And that guy's name was also Jay. Jay. Shout out to Jay Lester. For shitting next to a friend. Thank you. You got a friend. He, in I didn't me. have a friend until he shat next to me, and then I you had a friend. You got a shat in me. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Doo <laughs> doo. <laughs> oh, man. There's this one customer at Trader Joe's. His name's Bill. He's an old dog. And uh, he wears those uh, binocular bifocals. <laughs> I tag him in my story and make fun of him. He's kind of a creep. He'll grab your booty when you're not looking. Just kidding. <laughs> we might have to edit that part out. He listens to this. Anyways, um, leave it in. Anyway, uh, what was the point of this? He told me to stop talking about poop. And I said, fucking mind your business, old man. We talking about shit up in here. Poop is the great unifier. Because everybody does it. Yeah, everybody does it. Yeah. Even in North Korea, they'd be shitting their pants. Yeah. <laughs> they just do it like this. <laughs> that was racist. I don't know why I did that. Oh, and a missile comes out. <laughs> and a North Korean missile goes beep, beep. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting silly today. I had a lot of coffee. Anything else you want to talk about, young man? I think that's about it. Can we, I? Are we? Do we, we do plug, the plugs? We plugs it. We plug. I did his podcast. Check that shit out. Yep, blockbusting. It's a podcast about people talking about movies they hate and why they hate them. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, and Craig's episode's great. What did I forget? What movie you talked about? Uh, oh, it was Pacific, Pacific Rim Uprising. Rim. This is number two. Oh. First one's fantastic. Number two. Second what? one's trash. God. Uh, but yeah, check that out wherever you get podcasts or on my YouTube channel. Uh, and follow me at Diet J on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I got show dates on jlightcomedy.com if you're in LA. This comes out tomorrow. Great. So you could plug away. I'll be in LA. Yeah. I'll be actually tomorrow. Up. If you're in Chicago, I'll be doing a show. It's tonight, it's Wednesday night. You get around, young man. Jesus. At the Laugh Factory at 8 o'clock. Dude, that club. I've done it once, and it was fire. Oh, my God. I hear great things, and it's a great show. We got Janelle James on there and Dan Perlman, um, some other really great comics who I'm forgetting right now. Chi-Town. Go check them out, and uh, I'll start touring one of these goddamn days. Damn it. You go <laughs> out there. Oh, and then watch Historical Roast, which comes out on Netflix May 27th. I wrote, I helped write on that with a bunch of other really great comics, and and it's a great show. And we we had the premiere last night. It was a, it's a real. We watched the first two episodes. It's really really great. You guys are gonna dig it. Check them out, Jay Light. I'll tag them and all the stuff. 
check me out on my podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> and, uh, and if you YouTubes, hey, the YouTubes, hey guys, if you like it, tell people about it. Just tell a friend. Yeah, I forgot to say that every episode ever. So thank you. He's right. You're eight, welcome. Hey, hide your uh, fucking hide your kids, hide your kids, hide your wife, and then watch this podcast and in watch the dark. this podcast. Now, YouTube, like and subscribe. You guys are awesome. You've been lovely. And you've been mailing me gifts for my birthday. What? So thank you. I got Herba Mates and the little holster uh, poopery spray, booty wipes, a little <laughs> shit art, um, a fanny pack, a lot. stamps. They send me Elvis stamps. You guys are so sweet. I love you all. I'm going to get more professional here and uh, start touring to uh, one of your cities. And if I don't, blame Hollywood. Blame Hollywood. <laughs> and I love you all. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Go wipe your booties. Bye-bye. <laughs>